You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Try saying Antarctica three times in, a, in a less than a paragraph. Antarctica, Antarctica, Antarctica. Not in a row. Oh, okay. In a paragraph. Okay. Use other words and then throw Antarctica in. <laughs> You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. This is our first podcast in our like professional setup. Yes, it is. I feel like really cool the best part about this podcast setup is that this has been sitting in my office for the last uh, year and a half i bought this table like two years ago and for i this. was like no it was for a year this. and a half ago it was for this we bought mm-hmm. these chairs for this we bought this table for this and now we're actually sitting here we bought the setup behind us for this yeah we got a neon sign we, we got cameras so for this cool. we so got cool. audio for this and yet this is the first time we've done it i know i'm just like really proud of ourselves um okay so ourselves or just you so i'm really proud of ourselves oh, I, I just don't I didn't i'm really proud of S. myself yeah. well i couldn't say our and then just like keep it singular i'm you really did, proud though. of our no i didn't you said i'm really proud of ourself that doesn't make any sense i know that's why i was making funny okay well let's get right into what turns my tits shall we go for so, it the kids are in camp what this really week. turns my what tits really turns my tits and then you can go into what dents your dick um what Turns my I know what I'd like to dent my dick. <laughs> what? You can't look into the camera because Yo, it's via so ja. creepy. Okay. Um, Denting my dick. Listen, this week the kids are in camp. They are. Yeah. yeah. And the kids. You're welcome. Is this a joke? Yeah. yeah. I didn't set that up at all. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was some really good sarcasm because you didn't do anything for the camps. So the kids are in camp this week and then they're also in a camp um, in a couple of weeks from now. But um, the first camp that they were in included lunch. This one doesn't. That dents my dick too. Oh, does it? It really dents my dick. Oh, what it dents my dick. Oh, I, I know. I knew where this is going. Is that God there damn. hasn't been, there hasn't been a single conversation about, hey, do you want me to help with lunches? And we're both working from home. So why does that fall on me? I think the only reason I like I I had to ask you for help today Mm. because it's like school, right? We share the lunch situation and I know you loathe making lunch, but that's part of a parental duty and you didn't even ask me and that's annoying. Yeah, that would be annoying. I get it. So there's two days left of this week and you can take Thursday I'm not here tomorrow. Yes, you are. No. Then amazing. And guess what you're doing tonight? So um, (laughs) I'm not much of a meal prepper, as you know. Well, you're going to have to be for this one. I can understand why that would dent your dick. I mean, and twitch your tits. Or yeah, what it's is it? annoying. It just because I just feel like it's one of those things that it's like I just I'm expected to figure it out. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Yep. So tonight, why? What are you doing tomorrow? 
I was lying. I'm definitely here tomorrow. I just didn't want to make the lunches. Okay, well, you're going to make them tomorrow on Friday. Here's what really dents my dick about that same situation. So, cost aside, whatever program they're in aside, we're not going to... We're this not going to have this conversation. Camp is expensive too. It's a very expensive camp, yeah. and I cannot fathom why they wouldn't feed the children, mm-hmm. and I can't fathom why they don't have access to water. Mm. They did say in bring the an form. extra water bottle. They do. That That's is what not a solution for a nine-hour day. <laughs> it's not nine hours. It's nine to four. It's nine to four. 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 7. Seven hours, two bottles of water. I came and picked the kids up yesterday and Cooper was like, I need water, dad. I need water. I'm like, then get water. And he's like, there is no water. And I'm like, what do you mean there's no water? (laughs) Well, we have to go to the sink and there's flies and stuff in the sink. And I'm like, they don't, they don't give you water here. No, they don't. Like they have to give you water. To be fair, it literally says in the email that you need to bring extra water because there isn't a place for refilling. I get it. But also, then did you buy get a big, any of those emails? Buy a big, gigantic no. Gatorade thing for the kids. Fill it up before the day starts so that they can have access That's to fair. it. That's fair. They should do that. But they like didn't. Seven. How can you possibly prepare your child for seven hours worth of liquid? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. No, I totally agree. Maybe they show up and they're dehydrated. They have a little convenient um, like truck that they sell things at that they can buy water at. You shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to do that. <gasps> anyway, I'm not asking for a gourmet lunch. Yeah. I'm not asking for even a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because you can't do that anymore. No. Did you did we ever talk about the time that you sent peanut butter and jelly to school? Well, I don't think we have. <laughs> and, but then, and then I you did. Got, you got so sucked. upset. And like we got a call from the school and I, I was very gentle in like approaching you with this situation because I knew that you would have been embarrassed and you were so embarrassed and you were so defensive. And you're like, oh, like, I feel like there should be like a rule about that. Like they should let us know oh my God, everyone in the entire world. Well, not really, but because the States, they can still do it. Listen, I grew up in a world where, where I had yes, peanut butter and correct. jelly sandwiches for lunch every single day. It was just wild. You're already like, well, they should tell people that either, either peanut, like, everyone knows that either peanut allergies didn't exist when I was a kid <laughs> or, or the people who had allergies to peanuts, like just toughened it out i don't know but i'll tell you right now i didn't know that you weren't allowed to bring peanut butter and not only did i not allow you to bring peanut butter you're not allowed to bring peanuts period like any kind of no nut. you can't it's any tree nut you can't bring when on earth like did all a of a sudden ago. then all all of a sudden everybody and their mother's allergic to peanuts yeah a long time ago when did that happen i also think it's so interesting how they do the like um testing to get you not allergic like they introduce a little bit at a little bit a little bit at a time and then they become not allergic a little bit at a little bit a little bit at a time yeah it is pretty cool that's very it's very scientific hold on before we get into this everything i also want to quickly discuss how how we don't have some sort of protocol or system in play that when you have a baby within the first year when they go get their immunizations or whatever they don't have a test that tests if they're allergic to bees. Don't you think they should have some sort of test? Because we were just talking to our friend who um, her friend passed away and he was an adult. He was in the lake and he died because he got stung by a bee and literally didn't know he was allergic as a full grown adult. Two things. The fact that the guy can be in his 20s and not have been stung by a bee is impressive. But the problem with the bees thing is it's very random. Now, we've already talked about this, just so you know. Did we? Yeah, we had this conversation because remember like a a month ago, I got stung by the bee. On the podcast we talked about? Yeah, we did. Okay, okay. Anyways, I think there should be a... There should be tested. Yes, there should be. Okay. And there's some other things that should be tested. You know... Kids sustain head injuries on a regular basis. I know from a fact as a multiple concussion case myself. Okay. There should be cognitive baseline testing at schools. What do you mean? What do I mean? Great question, Brittany. So at the beginning of the year, when the kids are fresh and they have no brain injuries and no brain traumas whatsoever, they get tested for cognitive awareness. In the event that they sustain... And a brain so they injury. Have something to compare it to they've a got something to compare their baseline mm. to. Mm. Is this person concussed? I don't know. Take a look at the. Well, they can't see straight. Well, take a look at their baseline. Nope, they couldn't see straight then either. Okay, th- then that's not a problem. I feel like though that you might be I mean? that might be hard because they're like your brain is constantly growing, like you're constantly moving, and there's things that are underdeveloped that wouldn't be developed. So I don't know enough about so brains to. I do. 
And I, oh, really? I, I happen to, okay. my sister is a, like a top mm-hmm. uh, chiropractor in our area, but she also specializes in concussion mm-hmm. protocol and concussion rehabilitation. And I asked her this question because I said, well, should we get Cooper baseline? And she said, Cooper's a little bit too young for baseline, right. but Riley is. Okay. So Riley was in grade three last year. So I don't know the exact this, like baseline line for you to cross. But I'm saying, okay, in grade three, they have to start doing uh, reading and literacy testing. Yeah. Start with there. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Start there. Okay. You should have a baseline. And the reason I say this is because a good friend of ours, as you as you know, their son oh, sustained yeah. a brain injury mm-hmm. and they had no way of testing. Well, is he recovered? Is he not recovered? He seems like he's normal, but I don't know if he's normal. They had no baseline to to operate off of. So they're right. do, they're going through all of these things. She's constantly in a panic because she thinks her kid's like not normal. Well, normal, but not going to ever be the same version of himself. I also think that that would be really great to have um, because um, autistic children, if they can't communicate, you don't know. Like my friend has her son is autistic and he has been hurt and injured. And because he doesn't have the verbal communications, you don't know when like they can't say, yeah, no, I'm fine. So they could look at the, the baseline and the test and be like, okay, this, this isn't fine. If he can't communicate that, like anyways. hundred okay. percent. And in last year, and I don't mean this rudely because it is what it is. You don't have, you don't know what you don't know and you don't have access to information. You don't have the information. I just happen to have had a lot of concussions. So I know the side effects of these concussions. And when Cooper smoked his head last year, the mm. problem with the brain injury is it's not like, it's not bleeding down your yeah. face. It's not like your arms cut off. It's not like, oh, wow, that guy's hurt. On the side because of like, on the corner see, of the wall. Because you can't see, you can't see it. No, when he's at school and he smoked his head off of the concrete. Well, I came in and they said to me, well, he seems okay. I'm like, did, did you just tell me he puked? Yeah. yeah. He's not okay. Yeah. Like you don't puke when yeah. you're just feeling great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's got a concussion. His eyes were like, his pupils were dilated. He was like zeroed in. Like, I'm like, this kid's concussed. But they don't have that baseline to to go to and say, hey, listen, this is how he operates when he doesn't have a brain injury. Here's how he operates when he potentially could have a brain injury. Oh, there's a significant difference here. We should do something about this. Speaking of brain injuries. Yeah. It hurts my brain to think about the ocean. (laughs) Like coming from our like last week, we talked about the deepest breath. But this week, our whole episode is on conspiracy theories. And we need to have a disclaimer because these don't mean that we believe them. Okay. We're just, we did a little light research, but we might, but, we might. <laughs> um, but we're not going to tell you. Uh, and we want to talk about some of them because some of them are very interesting, but I want to just really quickly touch on the extension of last week's episode on the deepest breath because it was all about the ocean and stuff. So there is a, there is a conspiracy theory that talks about the ocean. Like, you know how NASA is just like, deuces we explored it we don't want to be here anymore so then they people think that's why they went to space because they found something in there and that they didn't want to be that's the conspiracy theory that the NASA theory was, is that nasa was exploring the ocean yes found something they didn't want yes. to like a megalodon yeah, and something. then said fuck this let's go to space because that sounds safer yeah something or but like let's go to space oh like Let's pretend we're going oh, to space. Oh, 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 but what I'm saying is like yeah. they were. So they, they became were, a propaganda machine that mm-hmm. pretended to be so in they, space. But because they were in the ocean and there was some like shady shit. And then people went off. There's like a whole theory that the ocean parallels to the flat earth theory where like the oceans are actually just like underneath our ocean is another world like flat earth. So our ocean is actually on top of another world. Which is like, and then it just keeps going and going and going. And so we'll, we'll never be able to reach the depth of it because it's just impossible. But then when you get to the depth of it, gravity takes over and then there's another world. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, uh, yes. The old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. So crazy. I, so I do love myself a good conspiracy. Yeah. As you know, conspiracies you know. are my thing. They're my jam. I have spent many hours late at night in the basement <laughs> by myself. Facts. Not watching porn. <laughs> not watching porn. Deep diving into the conspiracies. So far down the rabbit hole that I thought to myself, if I have access to this information, am I a threat? Mm-hmm. Like that's how that's how deep down these things I got sometimes. But I, I said to someone who is also a fellow conspiracy theorist, I said, where I stop is the flat earth. Mm. That's where I stop. Mm. And they said to me, that's interesting. I used to think the same way. And I'm like, wait a second. What do you mean you used to think the same way? They're like, I've been doing some research and I'm not so confident anymore. And I must say. It's wild. I'm like, okay, this conversation can end. And then that evening I went and deep dived. Like, oh my God. It's wild. And because it, they think that it's basically like the Truman Show and it's just two like Antarctica's. Like, you just, you end so, at. So, no, not even that. Not, oh. not two Antarctica's. That Antarctica. there's only one Antarctica okay. and it wraps around all of the continents. Oh, so it's like a big ice wall. It's a huge That's ice wall. That's what I read. Right. It's right, a huge right. ice wall. And not that there's Earth underneath Earth. Yeah. That there's Earth beyond the ice wall. Oh, like other worlds? There's other worlds. Like all of the worlds that we talk about in like Greek mythology. So we're just, we're just like living on this like parallel plane and there's just like worlds on worlds upon worlds upon the, worlds. What they're saying is that the world is way, 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 way bigger, bigger than what we know it to be. It's not the sphere. It's flat. What about the other planets and stuff? Like we see in the telescopes. How do they explain that? Like, and those are circular and spherical. So listen. I am not going to, I'm not going to go so deep down in this because it's not worth it at this particular moment of time. And I don't have enough of my research to back it up. But next week. But here's the interesting thing about Antarctica. And most people don't know this. Okay. After World War II, Mm -hmm. they, uh, the, uh, there was a submarine that was intercepted from the Nazis and that's where they were. And then there was a general in the United States that went and explored um antarctica and he came back and said that there is in fact a world on the other side there is there is trees there is there is uh like rivers and waterfalls and just unbelievable stuff and then he said he was also like i took a bunch of meth before we're talking about one of the most (laughs) top tier generals in the united states history like he is like cream of the crop he rises to the top he better yet a terminator the honest Schwarzenegger try to put me up as if i was anyways so he goes in and he says that he actually when they were flying in they found this cave and he went through this cave and there was another being on the other side that stopped him. His plane was stopped. They grounded his plane and they, they're another species out there. This is the whole alien idea okay. is that they're not out, out there. Mm-hmm. They're out there. 
Okay. They're not up. They're out. So this, can I go into? Like, no, but my... hold, hold on one second. This is this is what's creepy about Antarctica. Okay. Antarctica. In 1958, Antarctica. and you can look this up on the Funkin' Wagnall. 1950. Funkin' Wagnall. It's like a dictionary back in like the 70s. Uh, apparently, it was a terrible one. It was like <laughs> sun. I define sun. See earth. Earth. Oh, define earth. See sun. Okay. Like, anyways. In 1958, there was a treaty that was signed by all of the countries in the world okay. that stated that explore, exploration of Antarctica is illegal. Right. If you were to take your boat all the way to Antarctica. I've never heard of boat. That's yeah. more like a sea do. No, it's hitting the waves. Anyways. You were like. You take your boat all the way to Antarctica before yeah. you get to the wall. You will be met by military. Interesting. You will be met by military. And people say, well, what about the people who get to explore Antarctica? No. The people who get to explore Antarctica are brought. (laughs) It's hard to say three times. Try saying Antarctica three times in in less than a paragraph. Antarctica, Antarctica, Antarctica. Not in a row. Oh, okay. In a paragraph. Use other words and then throw Antarctica in. God damn, it's really difficult. Anyways. <laughs> try saying it four times. Try to say a whole paragraph with Antarctica in it twice. Oh, there you go. Good luck to you. All right. Anyways, they take you on explorations to Antarctica. Yeah. Exactly where they want to take you. Right. And on top of that, this is where it gets really funky, right? Because we were going to talk about the pyramids. We're mm-hmm. not going to talk about this. So this will be like round two conspiracy if people actually enjoy this. Because mm-hmm. we are not a conspiracy theory. Like... Welcome, we teach you about how to become good parents and good marriage. <laughs> and, and did you know that Lee Harvey Oswald, anyways, <laughs> kill John Lennon. <laughs> Must kill John Lennon. Anyways, they like found that. pyramids in Antarctica. When they do like, a over, like they, they fly over them, there are pyramids. Like I'm in talking. Ice? Yes. What do you mean? Are, are they ice pyramids? So they're icebergs? No, they're like, they made it like they're ice. They're covered in snow, but they. So they're like, icebergs? No, they're not icebergs. You'll never believe what I saw. Anyways, look it up. We are not allowed, as citizens oh of this of this world, we are not allowed to explore Antarctica. I just think, like, you just, like, dropped this information that was incorrect, and it just reminded me of when you were like, did you know that you can't wash your balls with soap or you will get cancer <laughs> and i was like what and you're like look it up and i did and it's completely false they just meant like it, you get irritated but you're like i'm never washing my balls again irritation ball irritation <laughs> cancer you know okay on okay. the same plan I anyways do, antarctica you, look yes, it up look it, it up you can't you cannot you cannot explore and it. try to say it a couple times okay so this actually is a really good segue to my like main conspiracy theory that you hadn't heard of because i asked you yesterday so basically, there is a book that has been buried by the government, and it's called The Adam and Eve Story, but it's like a book. Okay, so this book was taken by the government years ago. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, to say this out on the show. <laughs> Do you have a baseline for concussions? <laughs> okay, so this book was confiscated by the government because they said that they wrote it. Um, I don't know, like just called it's called short, short on the research. Eh? No, I'm just giving you the generalized situation. Yeah. OK, yep. so this the CIA, the government was like, there's this information in this book is too dangerous for the public to see. So they buried it recently. The pages, a couple pages and a couple chapters have been released. And it's like literally everywhere right now. People are like, what the fuck? So basically who released them? OK. The government, like, like, I don't know why certain things were released, but like maybe some of them were leaked. And then the government was like, oh, here we go. So let me just read this for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so for decades, a book titled The True Adam and Eve Story. That's what it's called. If you want to look up who wrote it has been shrouded in mystery and speculation. The CAA classified it in 1966 before anyone had a chance to read it. And it remained a highly tightly guarded secret until recently. So the book explored the history of the cataclysmic events and predicted the potential future catastrophes. So the whole idea of this book is that right now we are living in the sixth generation. So there there has already been like we are the sixth catastrophe. So something huge happens every 10,000 to 12 um, 12,000 years. Okay. So a huge event happens. Like yeah, they say the polar, tsunamis, the polar ice is uh, everything is polar switched, right? Switch. Yeah. So um, we're the sixth civilization that has come out of like a huge apocalyptic event. 
And when this happens, basically the earth does like a hard reset. So we go back to like cavemen. Neanderthals. Like, right. And so people and like when this happens, things are switched. Antarctica, people have said we used to have forests. They used to be like super like lush with greenery. The ocean would not be water. Think about fucking Atlantis. Why is there a city underwater? Like everything is kind of like switched. It's not. It's on the other side of you know what I mean. Antarctica. Anyways, this and like the Sahara Desert used to have like it used to be a forest, but yeah. this is like the huge theory. And in this and book, Egypt used to be filled with water. This book has the entire like predictions of these events that happen and it's just like it's wild but it's i think what makes it really creepy and a conspiracy theory is why did the cia and the government say this is too dangerous to show like if it was just a book that was found and there was like whatever there's some random person who's like i'm gonna throw this theory out there then who like doesn't matter but because they were like no bueno you cannot see it that makes i feel like people be like well there has to be some truth to this uh, of course, of course there is. There was a comedian that says like, listen, guys, I understand that like you don't believe in conspiracies and conspiracy theorists or whatever, but to believe that there's not like that everything that the government tells you is true, mm -hmm. like everything that, that, that not one of those conspiracies is actually accurate. A hundred percent of that, that information was there, then it, then it was for a reasonly for a reason buried. But here's the thing. Keep in mind that when was that book written? Uh, I don't know. It was confiscated in 1966. Okay. So, so the television existed and all of those things, but there was a period of time and I, and I don't even know who it was. It might actually be Orson Welles who did this. He came on the radio and he had, and he had said that, uh, I believe that aliens had come down and that they were killing people. And, and, and a ton of people in the United States of America heard this radio advertisement thing that was just a spoof and they literally killed themselves. They literally killed themselves because they were under the impression that they were being attacked by aliens. Right. Maybe been aliens or Russians. I know that they're completely different, but I can't, I don't know it. And I wasn't prepared for this, but sorry, that's he came, huge. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. I'm pretty sure it was aliens, but either way, there were people that jumped off bridges oh my God. to kill themselves and their families because they thought that they were under attack. It's so terrifying. you're talking about, a, a, like we have to remember that 120 years ago, mm -hmm how we didn't communicate like mm -hmm. you lived in a village and what happened in that village stayed in that village and there was only a handful of people in the country that had access to trading outside of those village yeah therefore had access to information outside of that village so everyone was very very naive about how the world worked mm -hmm. it isn't it isn't until like the last hundred plus years that we've actually had access to this information and so the people who govern the people uh the people we the people yeah. When they have access to this information, they say, hey, listen, I don't know if these guys are ready for that yet. Mm -hmm. And we're dealing with this right now when mm -hmm. it comes to aliens. Mm -hmm. The government is now finally coming out and saying, yeah, we, we know aliens exist. Yes, Roswell, New Mexico, they did crash. Yes, we found bodies. Yes, we've been working with them. Yes, we've got treaties and all these things with them. We knew when that happened, you weren't prepared for this information. But I feel like that's kind of a cop out. Like you can, what, who are you to decide to say we're not ready? Like, well, do you know what I mean? I think that's the frustration. Well, we put them in power to, to make those decisions. Not I'm about not, aliens. I'm not suggesting for a millisecond that they're accurate or correct in those decisions, but they are put in this position to make those decisions. Okay. Can you go into the Titanic? Because this is a conspiracy that I specifically remember you telling me on the couch because I had never heard about the Titanic conspiracy. And right. I, to the point where I was like, there's no fucking way. Like there was a Titanic. Jack died on the Like he, he couldn't get on the door. Like this is the, the true story. And then you told me and I was like, what? Yeah. So this is crazy. Th there's two main Titanic conspiracies. Okay. Two main ones. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. 
The sick day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The get well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the turmeric daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the turmeric daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And both of them are a bit stretchy, one less stretchy, but like... Go with that one then. One less stretchy. No, I'll go with the first one because I'll just tell you. Okay. So when Titanic was built, there were three ships. There was the Titanic, the Britannia, and the Olympia. Okay. The Olympia was the first one to release. The the Olympia and the Titanic were off by like maybe a couple couple feet. Like they were like almost identical ships. Okay. Almost identical ships. But Titanic was like the big ship that everyone was talking about. But realistically speaking, the ships were almost identical. When the, when that the Olympic was being released, there was a fire inside the engine room at the front of the boat, the bow of the boat, bow of the boat, front of the boat. I don't know. I'm not a ship guy. <laughs> Anyways, not a big ship guy. there was a huge, huge fire that was in there. And JP Morgan, who was the bank that owned, owned that, that, uh, the, the white star line, no, the white star line, which is also the Olympia Titanic. Okay came in and put an, an insurance claim against that and he was rejected. The insurance claim was rejected. So they had to bring the bat, the boat back to Belfast. Okay. And this is what, this is where the conspiracy comes in. They believe that there was a big switcheroo. Okay. They believe that they switched the Olympia and the Titanic, relabeled them, repainted them, fixed the issues that were on and where the fire existed on the Olympia is where the Titanic hit the iceberg. Right. And so they're saying that, the iceberg impact wouldn't have affected the boat had it not been in a prior state of like, it just wasn't. No, Oh, they're saying that it was intentionally sank. Oh, so like there was insurance. no iceberg. There was an iceberg. Yeah. Straight ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but, but sorry, Jake's laughing. No, I'm, I'm, not, no, I'm laughing. <laughs> there was an iceberg and it was intentionally sank because like you were like a sleeper agent there. Like, <laughs> Kill John Lennon. Anyways, because there were multiple, multiple reports that were sent to the Titanic that said, slow your ship down. There's an iceberg. There's tons of icebergs ahead. Like you are, you are literally going into an iceberg infested period, like area of water. Or pyramids. Slow. <laughs> You're trying to debunk something before I can even tell it. The water pyramids. But so, I saw anyways, them. they they warn them: do not travel as fast as you were yet you're traveling. And and whatever his name is, Naismith, that's the guy who invented basketball. But it's the oldest name I know. It was like a big old fuck you guys. I'm we're in the Titanic. This is unsinkable. We got Molly Brown back here. We ain't going anywhere. Full throttle, straight ahead. And okay. they detoured the boat slightly, but not nearly enough to miss it. And they fucking crashed this thing. It sank, and they got the full insurance policy on that boat. Okay, so my question still remains. If it was the um Olympia. The Olympia that wasn't um that didn't have the fire. Oh no, sorry. They're saying that the the Titanic that sank was actually the Olympia. Correct. Okay, so if it was the actual Titanic that didn't have any prior damage, do you think that it still would have sunk if it went into these icebergs? Yes. So what like what's the point? Like why were they like, well, let's switch them? Like I don't understand. Because it was an insurance policy. And they wanted the other boat to be like, well, that one's not affected. Like there's no fire, everything's fine there. Yeah. So like let's just fuck we this have one these, up. We have these three boats. Okay. One's significantly damaged. So let's sink it anyway. Let's sink it. But so here's where okay. the conspiracy gets really messed up. Right. So JP Morgan, JP Morgan was it wasn't loosely. He was very connected to the Rothschild family. Okay. Rothschild family, J.P. Morgan, and a handful of other individuals in the world were the most wealthy 
influential people, period. So they were like the OG influencers? They were the OG. <laughs> some say they are still. Lincoln bio. Some say they are still, and I'm not going to use the word Illuminati, but Illuminati. Some people say they are still the brainchild sure. of everything. Everything that we see, touch, and feel is 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 loosely or like 100% geared by these individuals. Okay. So back then, these individuals got together. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to control all of the banking systems. Because if you control the money, you control the people. <clears throat> and a handful, a couple, three, of the wealthiest men in the room said, no, we mm -hmm. can't do that. Like money is money. Gold is gold. Trade is trade. We're we, not going to screw with We're this. not screwing with this. Okay. Those three individuals were on the Titanic mm. and all three of those individuals died. You know who was supposed to be on the Titanic with them? JP. JP Morgan. Yeah. You know who got off the Titanic before Roth. it left? JP Morgan. Oh. Did not die. So Titanic sank two years, a year or two years later, Federal Reserve. Okay. And though, for those of you who don't know, because we're Canadian, but we do have a lot of American listeners, the Federal Reserve, which is where your currency comes from is not owned by the United States of America. Mm -hmm. It is a centralized bank that's owned by a handful of very wealthy individuals. And if you look at your dollar, your dollar is not a dollar. It's a debt to the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. The Federal Reserve came into power immediately. Everything was gone. So basically the whole theory is that they put them on the Titanic or AKA the Olympia because they knew that it was going to go down and they were like, we're just going to wash our hands and their whole, um, like, we don't want to do this. We're not going to be bad people and fuck with the money. They're, like, it just it doesn't they, cease to exist. So, so if you remember the movie Titanic. I do. Do you remember? Straight ahead. Do you remember the character? Do you remember the character that was played by the guy who played um, uh, in Young and the Restless? Mm -mm. Uh, what the hell is his name? Mm -mm. Yeah, anyways, Victor Newman. Okay. Victor Newman's character was the wealthiest dude. They even They even talk about it in the movie. He was the... This isn't happening. And because he was the wealthiest individual and he and he made his money in insurance, they couldn't do it without him. Mm. He dies. They push the Federal Reserve. And now all of a sudden, the entire banking system in the United States runs through that. Now, globally, we run through that mm. period. It's mm. the greenback, right? It's the standardized form of money. Now, this gets me into this next conspiracy, Ooh, which is how it. they're all somewhat inter intertwined. This okay. is the best part about it. This is why mm. it's considered a conspiracy. The theory is what we have to think about it, but the idea of a conspiracy theory is that we believe that a group of people are conspiring to do something. Bad. And, th and here's our theory about yeah. that. So just so you know, when a conspiracy theory is proven, it's no longer a conspiracy theory. Just, it's just facts. Yeah. There was a conspiracy to kill this person. Right. So shortly, the Federal Reserve had a lot of power, obviously, and it was growing and it was expanding. And one president, Mr. John F. Kennedy, wanted to pull the Federal Reserve because he said, why are we as a country, the largest, biggest, most powerful country in the world, why are we at the mercy of these individuals? Mm. We've got enough gold. Let's bring the gold standard back. Okay. Right? So he was going to bring, he was going to change the, not sorry, not, he, he was going to change the currency as, a, as opposed to being Federal Reserve back to gold. Okay. Okay. The gold standard still existed. I believe it was Nixon that X the gold standard, and now we've been green back ever since. But John F. Kennedy, as you guys know, in 1963 was assassinated. Mm. Here's how the story actually goes, and then we'll get into the conspiracy of it. Okay, so okay. I want to make sure that this is coming coming for a fact. So the official story goes like this: While in Dallas, Texas, Jackie Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, Governor Connolly, and his wife were parading the town of Dallas. Okay, right. They were in a convertible waving to the massive crowd of people who were celebrating the president's arrival. Mm -hmm. Shortly after turning left on Elman, Michigan, they passed by the Texas School Book Depository. Out of the sixth floor window rang three shots. Didn't you go here? I did. Yeah. I visited this place. This was amazing. I get the goosies just thinking about it. Voices. Out of the third floor window sat Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. The first shot missed the car completely, hit a curb, and ricocheted off. The second shot hit President Kennedy in the neck. And the third shot, the final shot, was the kill shot. It hit him in the head. It should be noted, however, that the second bullet, which they call the magic bullet, not only did it pass through Kennedy's neck, so it entered his neck, exited his neck, it hit Governor Colony in the back, through his back, through his chest, into his wrist, out of his wrist and into his right thigh. What? That is seven 
entry and exit point that that bullet hit. What do you mean? This is what I mean. The shot was fired. It hit Kennedy in the neck. It wasn't went the kill shot. His went neck. through his neck. Hit Gunner, Governor Colony, who was sitting in front of him, in the back. Went through his back. He was sitting in front of him. So he's sitting in front of him. They were in like, they were in a motor. So motor did crane. it go through this person and then hit Kennedy? No, it went through Kennedy first. Yes. Went through his body, through his neck. Hit Governor Colony in the back. Went through his back, into his wrist, out of his wrist, and into his right thigh. One bullet. They call it the magic bullet. I don't understand how it did that. Yeah, that's the problem. This is where it becomes a little bit of a conspiracy Like where the, there is obviously multiple. Like how how was he sitting? Like a contortionist? Why did the bullet go through so many parts of his body? I don't understand. You know, I guess he was like, bang. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know. But this is the whole idea. Is like, that is, makes is no like sense. You, you couldn't figure it out. So the Warren Commission just came out and said there was only one bullet. It went through here, 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 and here. And then there was another bullet. It hit Kennedy in the head. The whole conspiracy is that there was multiple shots from multiple angles. Anyways, but we're not going to get into that. Okay. So the Warren Commission, which is a group of people that were in charge of investigating the assassination, determined that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Sure. There was no other Yeah, he was just like whatsoever. a rogue shooter who now just let, didn't like Now him. let's talk about Lee Harvey Oswald for a second, then we'll get into conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested for this murder. Mm-hmm. He... He was arrested, but there's there's some question as to whether or not he was actually ever charged. It doesn't really matter because he didn't get a chance right. to, to trial because two days after he the assassination, shot. while leaving the prison or that he was in mm-hmm. to go to the courthouse, Jack Ruby, who was a nightclub owner in Texas, strip club owner in Texas, shot him in the stomach and killed him. Mm-hmm. Jack Ruby was was arrested, was convicted of murder in 1966. He then came back for a second trial, but before his second trial could start, he died of a pulmonary embolism in 1967. Okay. So he went from a healthy dude to like, he exploded Mm -hmm. in jail and died. So they were like, we need to cover our tracks. That's the conspiracy. So now, so now the two people that are connected with the shooting of the president of the United States are now both dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's the theory. So here's some no, that's key, the facts. That's those are the facts. Right. Here are some key facts about Lee Harvey Oswald. That this is where everything kind of goes a little haywire. Lee Harvey Oswald was trained as a sharpshooter when he was with the Marine Corps. Okay. However, he scored a two twelve on his on his uh, score, which does not mean he is a. He's certainly not a sharpshooter. Why? What does a sharpshooter score? I don't know. I think it's, I don't know, but it's, but I, I read that he got a 212, which does not mean he's a good sharpshooter. And he was kicked out of the Marine Corps for okay. his idealism. Further to that point, to show that Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't a sharpshooter, shortly before he, accept, he assassinated the president of the United States, he attempted to assassinate a general. Mm. That general was sitting in his living room and Lee Harvey Oswald sitting behind a tree missed him Mm. so you're talking about a man who scored a 212 on his sharpshooting test which could have been out of 15 could have been out of could have been out of 215 which is like a pretty good pretty good anyways he wasn't a sharpshooter missed a man sitting in a chair missed him bullet went right past him through his window right past him into his wall right missed him that bullet also went through that guy's back wrist and knee but this same individual was able from a six floor depository window to shoot down at a moving vehicle get three shots off in like seven seconds and hit the president twice this is the same man that missed a guy sitting there okay lee harvey oswald was hired month a month or two before the parade happened to work at the at the school book depository, a school work depository. He was hired to work there. Antarctica. Right. Short, like a week before or a couple days before the actual assassination, the route was rerouted. Okay. It was never supposed to go down that road. Interesting. It was rerouted. In fact, if you look at the parade, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. When they turn left on Elm or on Michigan, there's nobody. Mm-hmm. There's there's very little people. In fact, there's only a handful of people, one of them being Zapruder, who was standing over top near the grassy knoll, which is where they say the second shot happened. And he filmed yeah. the assassination. It's the only recording of the actual assassination, although there was multiple cameras around there. That's the only one that they got captured. Mm. 
right? And this is where the whole conspiracy so, theory like, starts to come into play. But like, if you said that there's nobody over there, like if they turned left, right, and that that wasn't like that was that was a last minute decision, or it was that a was... last minute decision. So here's the idea: Lee Harvey Oswald. That that route was never supposed to go through his place of employment. Right. right. The CIA had him. The CIA knew that he was a threat. He had multiple times stated that he wanted to kill the president of the United States. Right. He would multiple times. He had connections so with like, Fidel. Let's just drive him they by the place. Of Fidel, they had Fidel Castro there. He was being watched by the CIA and by the FBI. It is well documented that they knew who he was. Mm-hmm. They knew where he lived. They knew where what he did for a living. They Yet knew they everything concerned. about him. And again, you can say, okay, so Lee Harvey Oswald happened to be in the right place at the right time. He brought his rifle from home yeah. to work. Yeah. He wouldn't have known that the route was rerouted. Mm-hmm. Why would he have brought this rifle right. to the school unless book he depository? Was, unless he was told previously. Unless he was told previously. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that I know who did this. I'm not saying anything along <laughs> yeah, those lines. Don't. But what I am saying is it does really feel like Lee Harvey Oswald was it's, put yeah. there to kill the president of the United States. And it wasn't working alone. And he was not working alone. And he was not the only shooter. Okay. In my personal opinion, I think he took the first shot and missed. And then you think the his handler was like, God damn it, Lee. Well, the and whole, then the, took the other one. The whole, the whole thing about it is, is if you look at the Zapruder film mm-hmm. and you see how John F. Kennedy reaches for his neck, he mm-hmm. was clearly hit. Yeah. When he was hit, Connolly was hit. They both went down. Shortly thereafter, like three seconds later, he was hit in the head. Yeah. Now, if you're hit in the head, the bullet entered from behind, the bullet hole would be small at the back and big at the front, right? Mm -hmm. It explodes through you. Mm -hmm. John F. Kennedy's forehead, uh, the back of of his head blew up. Not the front of his head, the back of his head. Why? Because Jackie Kennedy was literally reaching at the back of the of the limousine, pulling pieces of his skull and brain back into the car. So when he got hit, his head's down, his head goes back and to the left and his brain matter goes back into the left, the back of the limousine. So that means there's multiple angles. That means that he was shot from the front. Yeah. Well, Lee Harvey Oswald was like 600 feet behind him and up. And no one has everyone was just like, no, that's wrong. Well, this is the whole idea. They they have covered this up. Okay. This it's, is a wild one, and we could talk about this for forever. It's but. insane. But here's what I will say. I've been to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I've been to the school book depository. I sat and looked out the window, four windows over from where Lee Harvey Oswald would have taken that shot. Mm-hmm. If he hit him on the first one, I would have been okay. What do you mean? You would if have been if okay? he took the first shot and hit, the, and hit Kennedy, yeah. I would have been like, cool, good shot. You that's what you would have said? No, I wouldn't have said that. It would have it would have made sense to me. The fact oh. that the first shot was missed. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine you're you're in a sniper's net, you're looking down, you've got someone in your target. That first shot is going to be your best shot. Yeah. The first shot missed them. Like I don't even And then it's chaos. The first us. shot didn't even hit the fucking limousine. Yeah. And then it's pure chaos. And in 7 seconds, you're able to the to rhyme off three shots, mm-hmm. two of them not only hit him in the th- one hit him in the throat, the other one hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that you missed an entire limousine on your first shot. And in your second shot, you hit the guy in the fucking neck when he's further away. Yeah. And in your third shot, when he's further away, you hit him in the head. Doesn't and the sense. back of his brain blows up. It just doesn't make any sense. Okay. We have to wrap this up. This one has taken a lot of time. I want to, I want to quickly go like just to end this off because it does bring it back to our conversation last week about the moon. We talked about the moon, right? Yeah, we did. I can't even remember what we talked about yesterday. So you had mentioned to me last night, um, Stanley Kubrick. Um, they said that he, before he died, yes. he claimed that he filmed the whole moon landing. Right? He that was, was in, he was in charge. He was the right. producer of the film landing. So there. Did you look more into that conspiracy? Because I was looking a little deeper into that, and they said that it was. There were so many clues connected from the moon landing and the shining. Did you know that? I didn't. But Stanley Kubrick, who did the shining, also did 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. And yeah, he did. He came out before he died Mm -hmm. and and literally was interviewed and said, yes, I did this. I filmed this. Right. So the shining, they, they, the conspiracy theorists claim that there are clues of the um, fake moon landing in the shining. One of them being 
the room number is 275. So you can see it on the room key or whatever. And then apparently this is a little bit of a stretch to me because I'm like, that's so like kind of random. But the distance in miles is 275,000 from like Earth or whatever from the moon. That's like the one connection. And then the other one is there's a little boy in The Shining and he's wearing a full Apollo sweater. And it literally says like Apollo. It's kind of like interesting. Anyways, those would mean nothing if there unless wasn't they mean something unless they mean something so it was just and this is like the man a, and this is the man that before he died came out and flat out said that he was in charge of the production of it mm-hmm. yeah it's super crazy talked about the hangar talked about where it was talked about all of it anyways so i they think used that the same one for all apollo missions i feel like it would be a good like kind of ending just to maybe ask if you guys have any like wicked conspiracy theories maybe we can do like one like we can chat about one Every Every like every once in a while. So like send us in some that you've heard of that aren't just like whack. Like we'd like to have some that have at least some baseline or facts to go off of, like not just something like super random. Um, And then we'll chat about it and just keep it like there's no morality in this. These are just theories. And it's very interesting to talk about. Yeah, the idea here, and and this is important for people to know, in a perfect world, everything that we're saying is false. Mm -hmm. In a perfect world, the narrative that's been presented to us is, in fact, the narrative that is real. Yeah, nobody wants that's to a be perfect fooled. world. We don't want we don't want this to be the case. Do we want it? But no. the idea is, it's is it okay to have a conversation about it? Yes. Is it okay to ask questions? Yeah. Yes. If you're not, you're just going to jump off a bridge when when they say, "Hey, the aliens are coming," or the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Yeah. Anyways, ask questions. Cheers. It's okay. Cheers. It's a really heavy episode. Have a have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye. Hey everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.